The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Talking Finance with station sponsor Geelong Bank. This segment contains general information only and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acquiring any products, please consider whether they're appropriate for you by reviewing any terms and conditions, fees and charges and the Financial Services Guide. Long Bank, Vivian Allen, good morning. Good morning and lovely to be here in beautiful Queenscliff. One year on. Yes. <laughs> in fact, I think we might have only done one or two studio appearances with you this year, so it's really good to see I you in person so, as yeah. well. It's great to be here. So um, it's been such an interesting year and an interesting time, and I think when you think about financial resolutions, I think there's a bit of a disparity because for the people that have been working full-time, um, they've built up perhaps a bit of a war chest, I keep mm. hearing. People have built up a lot of savings, which they then want to go out and spend on leisure experiences mm. over the summer break, which they've been denied. Mm. But then also, on the other hand, for people like businesses, just talking to the locals here, mm. um, the, the businesses here have been very much affected by the lockdown. So a bit of prosperity in one camp mm. and the other camp, some real uncertainty. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely right. And and I think, you know, one of the, one of the things, you know, obviously coming up to New Year, there's always people who, you know, I want to lose weight, I want to get fit, I'll give up smoking, whatever it might be. But I thought it's it's worthwhile reflecting on financial goals and, and resolutions because a lot of what we've planned has been disrupted over the last two years. Um, and I think what you were just mentioning about a war chest, that's probably the one goal that is relevant to everybody, no matter what their age, no matter whether they're business people, whether they're, they're um, uh, part-time, casual, full-time, being able to, to set yourself up in case of emergency is really, really important. So do most people's New Year's resolutions in finance revolve around either paying down debt or accruing savings? Yes, yes. It's it's typically that they want to either um, save for a specific, specific goal and whether that might be buying a new car, saving for a house, um, travel, no matter what age, that always seems to be right up there. But it, it is really important to, to, you know, take some time out um, in, you know, that busy time of Christmas and New Year just to think about, well, what what's important to me and what are a few things that I can put in place to make sure I, I'm in a better financial position at the end of the year. With any resolution, it's important not to just suddenly pivot and turn 180 degrees. So on December the 31st, you're paying everything down with your credit card, mm. tapping and going left, right and centre and suddenly on January the 1st, you're not going to spend any money at all. It's not yeah. realistic, is it? So no, that's what are right. some of the things you can do to sort of make small shifts in your habits that then hopefully lead to better savings practices? Mm. Well, I think the, the main thing is is actually setting some time aside to think, well, what is important to me? And, you know, a lot of people work really well when they've decided what the goals are is to either have a photograph of it, if it's if it's a physical object that they can see and it motivates them, or to have, have it written down or have it, you know, in, in a place where you can see it and, and review it. But I think the other thing is to to make use of the tools that we have 
to basically automate whatever it is that you, you're planning to do. And by that I mean um, having multiple bank accounts where you can automatically put money across. And, and what I've always found over the years and, and people um, often comment, when you've decided, okay, I'm going to save, you know, $100 a pay, for example, I'll set up a regular payment. It just happens. People get used to not having that extra 100 and, you know, it becomes a habit. So it's little steps that become a habit and that, that sets you up for financial success. And a lot of stuff that I read, it talks about how just putting even a small amount of money aside, like that $100 that you mm. talk about, um, over the long term with compound interest, it can make a really big impact on you later in life. Well, it can. I mean, unfortunately, at the moment, um, very good for borrowers. We're in a low interest environment, but a lot of depositors are, you know, probably a bit sad when they, <laughs> they see the interest rates that they're getting. But nevertheless, um, it is better than, than just having money in a jar at home. Mm. Um, and, and there are are other opportunities and, and that might be a goal for people perhaps who are getting closer to retirement of thinking well let me educate myself let me get informed about other alternatives to a normal bank account if if that income is going to be important to having a nice retirement and uh, just on that point it would seem that people are moving towards increasingly um, speculative investments might be the word. I know Bitcoin's yeah. had a few problems over the last few days, yes. losing a lot of its value. And some of the people that I'm talking to, the young people, they're getting advice from TikTok and investing in all sorts of yeah. cryptocurrencies and sort of dubious things, which may or may not turn, turn mm. out well. But I know that there are some very high interest rates promised, but mm. whether they actually deliver, I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I think the first principle is if you don't understand it don't invest in it and I'm I'm I can only think of a handful of people who really understand what cryptocurrency is <laughs> yes. and feel confident um, to invest and in every case they're people who've set aside and said okay I'm going to invest no more than ten thousand dollars and if I lose that I'm happy to lose it. Yep. Well, maybe not happy, but, you know, continue. I can live with myself. I can yeah. live with myself. And the same goes with, with shares, you know. So, but I think the, um, the, the other thing is that you, you do, um, and, you know, this probably leads me into my favourite topic of all time, scams, <laughs> because there's so many but of the them. The problem is that yeah. uh, we talk about scams, but yet people are still falling for it. So they, I think you just can't remind people enough. In my view, I yeah. talked to it a lot. We've had people on the program last few weeks talking about scams, yeah. and they just get more and more sophisticated. They keep changing. So mm. I think you just got to keep harking back those key messages. Yeah. Well, one, and this is relevant to investment, is that and some of the larger banks, so for example the Commonwealth Bank and um, HSBC, they have um, themselves in a way been scammed in that there's been very sophisticated offers of bonds and so on purporting to be from those institutions and of course they're not. Mm. Um, and people, you know, again, educated people have got sucked in because it looks and feels like the real, the real deal. So again, you know, I, I just think you can't be too careful with any um, 
anything that looks too good to be true. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, be skeptical. There's actually one person that I work with who's always forwarding me emails and saying, is this legitimate? Mm. And I think that's better. I'd rather be um, receiving lots of those emails, people just making sure rather yes. than hearing that someone you work with has um, compromised all of their personal information or ransomware mm. or something else has taken over. Exactly. So, um, I think probably the best thing you can do is to even just run the thing past someone else and say, you know, does this cryptocurrency mm. investment look good to you or does this email look legitimate? And then mm. um, that sort of second pair of eyes, fresh pair of eyes, who's perhaps not as invested as you are, mm. can um, offer that extra assurance. Yeah. And, and look, you know, this is actually a tip that I used myself just last week. I received a um, SMS from um, Bosch. Um, you know, electoral appliances, and I hadn't had anything to do with them. Mm. And so I was immediately suspicious, went on their website to have a look if the number they wanted me to call was um, legitimate. In this case, it was, and it was to do with a purchase I'd made, but from another brand, but it's part of the Bosch group. So, you know, taking those few minutes to just check it out online you know, rather than just going, oh, yes, that's, I'll ring them, I'll click. You know, that think before you click is so important. Yeah, I heard a, a story of someone this year that they were waiting on a few items to come through from Australia Post. So they got a text saying, mm. you know, your item is at the post office, but you'll need to pay the $5 mm. fee to release it. So they did because they were frustrated why there wasn't the thing there. Mm. And then sure enough, it turned out to be a scam. The mm. timing of the message was just as they were expecting to get things. Yeah. And because of that, it's not just the $5, because then the scammers have all your information, your credit card details. Mm. So you've got to change all your bank accounts and mm. credit cards, and it's a very stressful time. So huge consequences. It is, absolutely. absolutely. Well, something to leave us with, maybe some more financial New Year's resolution tips that people can take heed of, or any particularly sophisticated scams that you've seen that you'd like to warn people of? Well, look, I think the the main thing is, first of all, to um, for everybody to pat themselves on the back. <laughs> because, true. you know, this has been nearly two years of, of having to pivot, to, to change the way that people um, work, live, etc. And the main tip, I would say, is if you don't have an emergency fund of three to six months' income... Yep. Make that your goal, and uh, and if you do have that, well done. And uh, I'd just like to take the opportunity to wish all your listeners and and of course yourself, Mitchell and the crew, um, a very happy Christmas. And um, let's hope that this time next year we're not talking about COVID Fingers anymore. Crossed. <laughs> and I want to thank you for the great content you've brought to the program. I think our listeners are much more educated about all things finance uh, this time uh, as opposed to what they were same time last year, and that's because of the great topics that you've brought us. But also I want to thank Geelong Bank for your support of this program, being the main sponsor for the last couple of years. It's been great working with you and um, your support hopefully helps to make a difference in what we do, which is to try and bring the issues of the day to people locally in a forum that you just can't get anywhere else. So we really appreciate Geelong Bank's support. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All Vivian the Allen there, the CEO of Geelong Bank. Um, it's 20 minutes to 11. The morning so far has just absolutely flown by. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.